Log Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. I'm your host, Lawrence Knorr, and I have with me today Virginia Sankson, who is the author of the Genetics Chronicles. The first book, The Titan Strain, is now out in bookstores. Virginia, welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show. Thank you so much, Lawrence. I'm really excited to be here. So my my first question as I look at this, I, I know fiction is a tough genre to break into, or tough in, mm-hmm. in general. Why, uh, why science fiction? You know, I've always been interested in kind of thinking about what could go wrong in the future. Um, <laughs> um, I think it's really intriguing to think about how, as as a human species, we might uh, face obstacles and overcome them, and what the future might look like if something were to go wrong or something were to happen. So I think it's a really fascinating genre. You can kind of let your imagination run wild and speculate on and it lets you build a world that's different but is still grounded in what you know. So I find it really intriguing and I've always enjoyed kind of the visuals that go along with sci-fi. I grew up of course, watching Star Wars and a lot of other science fiction movies. And there's something really freeing and inspiring about thinking about what the landscape of our future might look like. Yeah, I know I myself have always been fascinated by it. And 35 years working in technology have have thought about it every day. And one area that I've always been intrigued with is artificial intelligence and of course mm, I might be a yeah. little older. I I go back to Hal in two thousand and one in Space Odyssey. But <laughs> um you're you're focused more on genetic engineering. So tell us a little bit about why that piqued your interest. I, um, what do you see happening there? Uh, yeah, and it's funny you mentioned AI because that is actually the most terrifying realm of science fiction to me. I find that just so terrifying to think about an antagonist in the future that we cannot argue against. And I'm a huge proponent of arguing and talking. (laughs) So the idea of having that being taken away from me is really scary. So I stuck with uh, human antagonists that were just uh, a little bit altered from our own. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to write with this book, I was thinking about what humans might do in the future. And we're doing so much with genetic modification in terms of food and treating disease that it seems like a natural progression that we might go into manipulating our own genetic structure. And what might that look like? Well, you would probably give yourself skills that we do not have now, though, thinking about modding and giving yourself abilities 
beyond what any human is capable of, I thought that would be a logical next step for us as humans because everyone wants to be a superhero. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool concept. It, it's like taking the old-fashioned uh, monsters and magic, and now we are scientifically mm-hmm. creating that, uh, those capabilities in human beings. Um, yeah, so- it's, it's funny. I, was, I came up with the idea of wolf mods first when I was thinking about what would be the coolest animal to, um, to take on the characteristics of. And when I thought about that, I was like, well, they're really similar to werewolves, but I really want to stick with science right. fiction. So how can we extrapolate out from that to be uh, futuristic werewolves almost? So when did you start writing this series? How long has it been in development? Gosh, so I started writing this uh, when I was in graduate school. Um, I worked in an art gallery that was very quiet a lot of the time, and so I would get bored. There's only so much you can study um, your subject before you need something else to do. And so my friend would send me writing challenges and she would sometimes say well you're going to write a drabble about this genre you're going to write you know a short story around this topic and I do not remember what the writing challenge was but it spun off into what is now the first chapter of the Titan Strain and I had originally intended it to just be a short story and you kind of met this Um, futuristic assassin in this landscape of ruined London with genetic modification everywhere. And I liked the character so much that I wanted to continue it, but I was in graduate school at the time. So I did not, I was focused on my degree. Um, And then uh, that was about 2000, gosh, 2011, I guess. And then just put it on a shelf. It was on my computer for a very long time. And then I moved to Nashville for work and I tell people I didn't have any friends there. So I made up my own friends and just kept writing. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I picked back up the first chapter and just kind of hammered it out. I had a nice routine where I would wake up early, write about an hour a day before work started, come back home. I had nothing to do. So I would just keep writing. Um, and it came pretty quickly. I would say the first three books were all written within about a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. Like, what does it say yeah. about someone who's imagine whose imaginary friends are werewolves or werewolves-like? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, it speaks to the, I've already always been drawn to, to stories with a, a dark element. And yeah, I think this is very telling of my psyche that this is where my mind goes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's neat that it, uh, you were able to develop it that quickly. I know my own writing at times you hit these periods where nothing's happening and then all of a sudden you get a creative period and a lot, a lot of curves and days, weeks, months that you didn't think was possible. Um, Right. Yeah. I think think what helped me. uh, Oh yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say your influences. Are there any uh, outside influences on, on this particular series, anything that inspired you or, that you uh, you look up to or pull from? Gosh, um, I think that I've read and seen so much at this point that picking out individual influence is really hard. But I think um, a lot of science fiction anime had a large influence on me. Um, there's a 
a hugely wealthy source of speculative anime and manga and um, watching things like uh, Witch Hunter Robin and Gundam Wing and, of course, Ghost in the Shell. Um, Just seeing the visuals of that, um, I tend to be a very visual writer. I picture things in my head and then just describe what I'm seeing in my mind's eye. So going off of that was really helpful for me to think about um, a future influenced by all of these visual media. So I guess uh, another question would be, who's your audience as you were writing this and thinking about this? It seems like with your influences, you're, you're looking at a younger audience, but, but maybe not, maybe not, maybe it's more beyond YA. Yeah. I think it definitely straddles the line between new adults and YA. You know, when I was younger, I read a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have that had a lot more adult content in them. Um, But that's the sort of thing that I enjoyed reading. I liked books that, didn't try to shelter me from often the harsh realities of what reality was or what the future might be. So I always grew up enjoying books that challenged me and um, made me feel like an adult. So I think that this book would appeal to, you know, older readers of YA um, people like myself who just enjoy a good, fun, speculative read Um, And also people who are a fan of science fiction. I think it's fun to encounter new worlds, whatever that shape might be. So I think if you're a fan of science fiction, period, you'll probably enjoy this book. I mean, that's just about hopefully everybody. And hopefully you sell (laughs) hundreds of thousands, if not millions of copies to fans everywhere. Absolutely. (laughs) That's certainly the hope. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine selling as many copies of this as people who bought, say, the Hunger Games series or watch Star Trek or Star Wars or, you know, any of right. other incredibly successful uh, series. Yeah, I think it's a, a, yeah, right. It's a really fun genre to be a part of. I think it's the, the science fiction fans are hugely passionate, um, as we've seen with you know, films like The Last Jedi, often very opinionated. Um, but I think that they're willing to take new worlds, whatever form they come in. So it would, it's been really fun to see the reception of people beyond my own critique group and my own friend group as, as this book has come out. I'm really curious to see what the reaction would be at like a science fiction convention. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, where you know, set up at a vendor table with the beautiful covers on display and mm-hmm. yourself signing copies, how that would go. I, I can only imagine it being very successful. Um, I hope maybe so. Yeah, I'm at some point in your future. Definitely. I've always loved going to um, sci-fi and fantasy conventions. I think there's a wonderful sense of community there. And it's just really fun to see what's coming out, what's new. Um, There's a wonderful indie scene at a lot of conventions, which is always fun to support. It's great to find people who are kind of doing their own thing and um, creating images of the future on their own terms. So I certainly hope to get to a couple of conventions in the near future and um, get to contribute my own work to that little buzzy environment. Tell us uh, 
I'll tell our listeners about the Titan strain. Get us hooked on it. Give us a quick overview. Sure. Okay. Well, we're set in post-World War III London. Um, the world is very different. The United States has been wiped off the map. Um, Asia has been decimated by disease. So we're really focused on the city of London, which is one of the few surviving pockets of civilization. Um, it was raised during the war, but now it's being rebuilt, largely thanks to this new political party called Libertas. And they're doing a lot of wonderful things and uh, bringing the city back from the brink. And at the same time, you have a black market of genetic modification that is running rampant through this city and my vision of the city is a very gritty dark cyberpunk type environment so modding lets you take on characteristics of different animals so you can become a reptile mod you can become a wolf mod you can become a leopard mod and just enjoy all of the physical characteristics of those animals so it's illegal but really ineffectually policed so people are still going out to the ruins beyond the city and um, testing out their new ability uh, modding meeting other mods and in this mix is Leanne who is not a mod but she runs with this group of people because they are the ones who are most like her. She doesn't know anyone else who has her genetic capabilities, but these are the closest things she has to having equals. So she goes out and gets involved with them. And uh, during one of these meetings, she saves the life of a policeman who wanders in to this illegal meeting of mods. She saves his life, um, ends up forming a small connection to him, and we find out that she is, in fact, an assassin who works for the agency, which is under this political party that is controlling all of London. And her job is basically to go out and get rid of any threat to the country, anyone who is causing problems, doing anything illegal, she never knows why she's doing this. She just follows orders. And that's very much the law within this agency that she works in is that you follow orders. You don't ask questions. You keep your head down and do as you're told. And she's been a part of this organization since she was 10 years old. Her only human contact is in her handler, Damien, who controls every aspect of her life. And through meeting Seth, she becomes drawn into an investigation that he's doing. There are mods who are showing, who are turning up dead all around the city. Um, they've been killed, mutilated, and Leanne and Seth want to know why it's happening. So the Titan strain is about their efforts to solve this mysterious trail of murders through the city and to follow whispers of this next advancement in genetic modification, which is called the Titan strain. So the whole book is about their journey to solve this mystery and also figure out what this strain is. I see. And that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We're talking to Virginia Sinkson here at the Sunbury Press Book Show. She's the author of the Titan strain, the first book in the Genetics Chronicles. And Virginia, I know there's two more coming in the series. Maybe you could give us yes, uh, an overview of those as well. 
Sure. Uh, well, we've got uh, two books that are finished and being edited right now. Um, and the second book is called The Osiris Contingency. And the third book is called The Ragnarok Resolution. And uh, The Osiris Contingency continues right off the heels of the Titan strain. And it's really hard to talk about because I don't want to spoil anything that goes on in the Titan strain before people get to read it. Um, but basically, the stories continue following Leanne, Seth, and Damien as they're uh, trying to find their way through this really bleak, futuristic London um, figuring out secrets that are being withheld by the government, uh, trying to solve mysteries that keep arising. And it's really hard for me to say more than that without spoiling anything. <laughs> That's okay. It's just good to know that there's two more coming and uh, we, we do expect them out this year. Um, Absolutely. At least, yeah. And I yeah. will say that the Titan strain ends on a cliffhanger. So you don't have to wait too terribly long to find out what happens next. <laughs> so I guess a question I have for you is why London? You could pick New York, D.C., Paris. <laughs> you know, so you picked London for a reason, I'm thinking. Yeah, I did. I've been to London several times. I love the city. I love the juxtaposition between uh, old, old history and this kind of modern metropolis. And I think more so than uh, Paris or other cities in Europe, London really speaks to me of this kind of mishmash that's going on between the old and new. And I thought it would be really intriguing to think about the city um, being decimated and how it might come back and um, having the London Blitz of World War II to uh, serve as uh, research and um, a real life example of what might happen and how the city came back was really helpful. So I did a lot of reading about the Blitz and World War II and about how humanity just recovered. So I think it's a really resilient city. Um, there are people there who have a lot of pride in how the city can function in the midst of war. So I was really drawn to that. As a writer, I found it really inspiring. So London it was from the beginning. Uh, I've always found, uh, had similar feelings about it. And I think the recent movie with Gary Oldman as Churchill was uh, mm -hmm. was the darkest hour. I think highlights what yes. uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Pretty incredible scene, photos of, you know, St. Paul's Cathedral being in, in ruins almost. Um, and people just going about their daily lives and still surviving and struggling through a really horrific experience. So what else are you writing? Is there anything else uh, that you have on your computer or up on a shelf right now? Something you're thinking I, about developing or underway? I, I do. And, you know, we were just um, doing something on Twitter about, you know, secret projects and, um, uh, future things that you want to come back to. So I've got a number of things that I'm hoping to circle back to after um, we get these next two books out. And I've got one idea that was actually my original uh, book idea. This is the one that I wrote 
working high school and college, and it means a lot of work, but it's a medieval uh, fantasy realm that is close to ours but not quite touching and about a young girl who gets sucked into it. And the idea is that this world is full of fairy tale creatures and immortal creatures, and she has to find a way to survive while being a part of this fabulously entertaining but very dysfunctional royal family um, who is also in the midst of a blood feud with another family. So it's kind of like the Borgias meets Harry Potter at this point, um, but it's a lot of fun. I think the um, the characters are really strong. It's just finding that balance between um, detail and brevity, which we all know is the soul of wit. So I'm hoping to get back and re-edit that, um, get it a little bit tighter and slicker. Um, and then I also have another standalone book that I'm working on, I actually two. Um, one is an urban fantasy that focuses on demons and a quest for a magical object. And then the other one is a steampunk novel with uh, pirates and princesses and um, all kinds of shenanigans. Wow, they all sound very, very cool. Can't wait to see them. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, hopefully I'll get to get back to those you know, this year and um, really just knuckle down and get those out. Well, I'd rather you get distracted by a lot of book sales <laughs> and requests for <laughs> interviews and appearances. Definitely. But... <laughs> you know, I wouldn't turn that down either. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a good reason to delay uh, some of your new books. Uh, Absolutely. So the, we have a few minutes left. Tell us about, you know, what you have going on as far as maybe promoting these books? Do you have anything scheduled, any events you're doing? Yeah, so we're actually going to have a book launch party um, and a reading at New Dominion Bookshop in Charlottesville, Virginia, which is not too far away from my hometown. Um, that is an absolutely incredible bookstore. If anyone has ever been inside it, it is just gorgeous, kind of an old school bookstore that just takes your breath away when you walk inside. So we're going to have a book launch on June 29th, which is, um, I believe that's a Friday. And um, that's going to be from 7 to 8 p.m. We're going to do um, a reading, a Q&A. I'm going to have delicious cupcakes and uh, themed goodies. So I hope people come out and um, are a part of this special event because I'm quite excited. It's my first book launch, so I'm going to make it special. It sure sounds like it sounds like a great venue, and the cupcakes sound very enticing. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've got a local baker here who is fantastic, so we're going to have lots of yummy treats. Well, Virginia, thank you for joining us here on the Sunbury Press Book Show. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to have this book coming out with Sunbury Press and looking forward to uh, hopefully continued success. We were talking to Virginia Sinkson, the author of The Titan Strain, which is the first book of the Genetics Chronicles. This first book is out wherever books are sold. You can get it on Kindle, on Nook, and also get it at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. So please check it out. 
Thank you for joining us today on the Sunbury Press Book Show.